Public Hearing, an Auburn City News podcast brought to you by the Auburn Plainsman. I'm Elizabeth Hurley, Community Editor for the Plainsman. I'm Evan Mealins, Assistant Community Editor for the Plainsman. Well, it's been a little crazy here, I'd say, yeah. the past couple of weeks. <laughs> and uh, things are really just getting started. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, even, even from the city level to the mm-hmm. state level, national level, everything's oh, kind of ramping up. Um, there's a lot going on in the next few weeks for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. And that's actually what we want to talk about today on the national mm-hmm. level. Uh, Super Tuesday is um, this Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> and there's there's a decent amount of stuff going on in Alabama. Right. Um. So let's first start with what Super Tuesday actually is. Um, it's basically a national primary and it's on March 3rd this year and about a dozen other states participate total. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, there are about 1,300 delegates to national parties up for grabs on Super Tuesday. Yes, but before we even get into Super Tuesday, yes. let's talk about what a delegate is. Hmm. So, <laughs> in order to talk about delegates, we got to talk about conventions. Right. So, as you probably, most people have probably heard the acronyms DNC and RNC. That's the Democratic National Convention and the Republican National Convention. These are both held in the summer before the general election. So, in our case. This summer, summer 2020, before the election in November 2020. Mm-hmm. And what these convention these conventions are where the nominee is voted upon and selected. Right. Now, how do we get those votes? Delegates. So <laughs> when you go to the polls on Tuesday or another day for your state, you vote for who you want in your party. So let's say you're in the Republican. Let's say you're in the Republican primary mm-hmm. there's only one candidate so right, yeah. you vote for donald trump then that means however many so then we get however the percentages of how many people in your state vote for your person so in donald trump's case it would likely be close to 100 right you know, writing candidates <laughs> but it would it would be close to 100 so that means all of the republican delegates in your state go to donald trump mm-hmm. we get to the convention we say Alabama, place your votes or, you know, however they do their <laughs> exact voting. Yeah, yeah. And they all, all those delegates from Alabama cast their vote for Donald Trump because mm-hmm. that's what the percentage was in Alabama. Now, this year with the Democratic Convention and the Democratic Convention as a whole kind of works a little bit different because the Democratic Convention has regular delegates and super delegates. Yeah. So Republicans, no super delegates. Democrats, super delegates. Super delegates. It's like a delegate, but better. Yes. It's super. <laughs> right. So, super delegates compose about 15% of the delegates at the Democratic Convention. So, there's about 4,765 total Democratic delegates, which means there's about 714 super delegates. So, the Regular delegates, I guess we'll call them the right. just delegates. Right. Their that their votes are determined by what you vote on at the polls. Mm-hmm. So let's say that's ultimate Alabama ultimately picks a candidate A. Yeah. Then all of the delegates from Alabama will choose candidate A at the convention. Mm-hmm. The super delegates they get to pick. Okay. Kind of. Yeah. Um, they're not pledged to any. They're not pledged. They're, okay. You're right. Right, right. Um, now, Alabama is a winner-take-all state. So hmm. whoever gets the most votes, so let's say candidate A gets the most votes in the Democratic primary, all of the Alabama Democratic delegates go to candidate A, 
just the delegates. You know, we are mm-hmm. talking about super delegates. There are other states where that's not necessarily the case. Other state, some other states, they uh, now in other states that's not necessarily the case. So. Sometimes in other states, it's more so determined on the percentage of the electorate that you get. So let's say a percentage of voters vote for candidate A and another percentage of voters vote for candidate B. So candidate A got more votes than candidate B did, but they didn't necessarily get a majority. So candidate A then gets some delegates and so does candidate B. Candidate A is going to get more delegates than candidate B. But they're still, but candidate A, just because they had more votes than candidate B, doesn't mean they get all the delegates. Right. So it's like, it's somewhat representative to the amount of votes you get right. from the people. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Okay. And now this system is different from the electoral college system. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> it, it's all confusing, everybody. Okay. <laughs> Lots of different systems. Right. So it's, it is, I think, an important an important fact to note that in the primary system and in the general election system, there is no, technically, there's no direct election. Yeah. There yeah, is yeah. in that, like, the pledge delegates and also in the Electoral College, people are technically pledged, but there are situations where even it, people in the Electoral College, they might be pledged one way, but they go another anyway. Right. But that's very rare and very rarely happens. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has. So... It's important, I think, to note that we're not directly electing our president oh, no. in any situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a very complicated system. <laughs> for sure. I mean, you, you see that at least in 2016, popular vote, uh, the person who received the popular yeah. vote, Hillary Clinton, she, she didn't become president, right? Right, because she won, essentially speaking, she won smaller states that had less electoral votes than Donald Trump did. Mm-hmm. And so because she had the less, she had less electoral votes. She did not win. That's why right. there's the saying 270 to win. There's also a website called yeah. that that I learned about in AP Gov yeah. <laughs> several years ago. <laughs> but that, and that, that, but anyway, 270, that means you need 270 electoral votes in order to win the map and win the election. Right. Okay. So we by, digressed. <laughs> <laughs> back to Super Tuesday. Yes. <laughs> so by Super Tuesday, so that Tuesday when a lot of these primaries are being held. Um, about 40% of delegates will have been accounted for. So that includes um, the primaries up to that point. So, you know, the Iowa caucus starting off everything from then up until Super Tuesday when that last date, um, you know, counts all their votes and everything. So I would quick note. Yeah. The Iowa caucus is different than the Alabama primaries, but we won't get into caucusing because that's a whole nother. Yep. And that's a whole nother thing that does not apply to Alabama. (laughs) We'll just stay on Alabama. It's confusing enough as it is. The states participating in Super Tuesday are Alabama, of course, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Georgia, Massachusetts, Minnesota, who's using a caucus, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, Vermont, and Virginia. So that's 12, right? Yes. Cool. Yes, 12, if I can count correctly. My, <laughs> yeah. Um, so for reference, Alabama has 52 delegates, and put that in context, among other states... California has 416, um, and Texas has 251. So California has, you know, a lot. Yeah, they also have the most electoral votes. To be fair, right, they right. Sit at like 57, 58, somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah, it, it's and high. Texas sits at about like 38 ish, mm-hmm. and I think like New York has like 29 or something. So bigger, bigger states. Yeah, 
have more. California had yeah, California has exactly eight times as many delegates as we do. So um but Look I mean you know math he did in his head Yeah. <laughs> it's representative of the population, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um in two thousand sixteen, most candidates withdrew from the Republican primary by or shortly after Super Tuesday. So at this point, you know, the field had completely The field got was already pretty small before we got to Super Tuesday right. with a lot of big candidates uh dropping out and then shortly thereafter there were about two more that dropped out and we got the rest the other so then we were left with three and right then the other two the other two dropped out uh in may yeah so after I, most of the primaries had happened right so we had a, a really narrow field within the republican uh party at that point in time whereas with the democratic party right now you know we still have a pretty pretty big field um and so it can prove so it can prove to be very, very difficult to come back from big losses on Super Tuesday just because of how many delegates are up for grabs on that day. And, you know, by Super Tuesday, like we said, 40% of delegates um, will be pledged to a candidate. So if you have won no delegates up to that point, you, I mean, <laughs> you you already know that you're not going to win by that point. But by sheer it, math. Right. But, by sheer well, math. Well, I mean. Sure, you sure can you win can. every single other primary. <laughs> but realistically speaking, if you didn't win any before, now you're going to win more. Like I mean, yeah. well, do you believe in miracles? It, they yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a lot of money to keep going to. You have to right. keep that in mind. These these candidates are spending millions upon millions, mm-hmm. getting into the billions to uh, run these campaigns from ads to staffers to travel to all sorts of stuff. It, it's a very expensive process to run for president. Right. So, so <laughs> you have to be able to fund yourself to get the rest of those. Yeah. And if why stay in longer than you have to, mm-hmm. you know, hmm. if it's if it's written in the stars, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. So. So Super Tuesday is a pretty big deal, but it its history, though, is actually quite short. The New York Times says their first record of. Some, the election, the primary actually being called Super Tuesday is from 1976. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And so the that's just it being called that. Yeah. That yeah. was only like one to three states participating really in elections mm-hmm. that were nearby each other. Um, the New York Times first, of, the first time they actually called something the official first Super Tuesday was March 13th, 1984. And there were nine states that held their primary on the same day. Mm-hmm. Alabama didn't actually join the Super Tuesday bandwagon, I guess we'll call it, until uh, 2015 when they moved their primary day to be um, in March, essentially the first yeah. Tuesday in March. And so that means the first time that we were actually a part of Super Tuesday was in the um, primary in 2016 in mm-hmm. March. So we haven't been a part of it for long. Nope. Um, in recent years, uh, there's been a push to get your primary sooner and sooner essentially with the like thinking that like the earlier your primary the more important you are Mm -hmm. because you know like we're seeing like we i mean like we saw with the iowa caucuses and new hampshire candidates dropped out after those because they didn't feel like they could come back from losing the amount that they did in the in those states and didn't think it was wise of them to keep sending money and to go on to these other states right they dropped out so you know yeah you know is hey if i'm first or second and I'm important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you go first, you get a disproportionate amount of influence over that, like mm-hmm. compared to um, other states. Like you said, you just look at um, Iowa. And Iowa, 
of all states. Iowa was first, so, you know, it's interesting because, hey, look, uh, first over here. But, you know, the people that are having their primaries, you know, even after, you know, most after Super Tuesday, Mm -hmm. it's a headline here or there versus, you know, I mean, everybody, you know, people cover it and stuff. I'm not saying they don't. But, you know, in terms of like your Facebook feed, I'm sure most of us, you Mm -hmm. know, depending on like, you know, what Facebook figures out about you, (laughs) depending on, you know, your preferences and stuff and like what you like on Facebook. You you likely saw a couple of headlines about yeah. Iowa. It wouldn't be odd to not see something about these other ones. Right, right, right. Iowa caucus, you know, I don't know. Also, I think, caucus is a fun word. <laughs> true. And I think it's because we've just been waiting for so long. We've been watching these debates and mm-hmm. just listening to other people's opinions and looking at all these polls, and nobody really knows. And then finally we get some sort of real result. Yeah. Or you're supposed to. Uh, <laughs> Keyword. <laughs> you're supposed to. We don't really know too much about this year. But, uh. I don't know. We'll let Iowa have their thing, I guess. But we will go back to Alabama again. So um, primary elections in Alabama are based on party. So you either have to choose. You can vote in the Republican primary Mm -hmm. or you can vote in the Democratic primary. You cannot pick and choose which race you want to vote in and you have to declare a party when you're at the poll. Um, So in this primary, the main races are the Democratic presidential primary and the Republican Senate race in Alabama. Right, so you can either pick a presidential candidate or you can pick a Senate candidate, but you can't <laughs> pick both. Now, that's not to say, obviously, you'll still vote in the either the Democratic Senate race, where there's only one candidate, or the Republican mm-hmm. uh, presidential race, where there's only one candidate. You'll, mm-hmm. you, can, you can or you can choose not to cast a vote in that race, but you won't get to pick your choice among right candidates. right right or you could write in i guess but that's another thing yeah. <laughs> so the democratic primary let's go there for a second this is the one that you've seen all the ads social media and debates for as of the recording of this podcast there are eight candidates still in the field that have not suspended their campaigns at one point or another <laughs> we had close to 30 candidates is what oh. i counted out we had about 29 um now, several of them never even made it to the debate stage, you know, yep. uh, starting with the ones in uh, this summer. There were two nights of 10 candidates each. That's only 20. <laughs> and then we had 29. So, yeah, several of them never even gotten that much attention, really, and dropped out kind of early on. And some of but even some of those that never made it continued on much longer. Right, right. Um, But now we're kind of down to these eight. And we just recently had a debate. There were only seven included in that. Mm-hmm. Right. So let's take a look at who we have left. We have Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, Pete Buttigieg, Elizabeth Warren, Mike Bloomberg, Amy Klobuchar, Tom Steyer, and Tulsi Gabbard, who was actually not in the last debate. So on average, Bernie Sanders is polling about 11.5 points above all other Democratic candidates nationwide. So that number is according to Real Clear Politics. What Real Clear Politics does is they compile um, the kind of average of the hundreds and hundreds of polls that are out across the country and compile them down and try to find a kind of mean uh, mean value for who the favorite is, you know, where these certain candidates are polling. Um, there aren't many, really any polls out there on the Democratic candidates in Alabama. Because historically, Alabama votes Republican in the general election, and Alabama does not have many delegates up for grabs on Tuesday, Um, especially when you consider the other states participating in Super Tuesday, Mm -hmm. like Texas and California. To put it simply, it's just not that interesting. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, however, many expect Joe Biden to win in Alabama because he is a leading moderate candidate within the Democratic Party. The main big vote specific to Alabama is the Senate race. One of Alabama's Senate seats is up for election. This seat is currently held by Democrat Doug Jones after he won the special election in December 2017 after former Alabama Senator Jeff Sessions became the attorney general under President Trump. The most recent poll conducted by Mason Dixon Polling and Strategy from a poll taken February 4th through February 6th has Sessions polling at about 32 percent with Auburn football coach Tommy Tuberville polling at about 29 percent. Congressman Bradley Byrne is polling at about 17 percent and former Judge Roy Moore at about 5 percent. This poll also includes 16 percent still undecided and 2 percent voting for candidates that were not named in the poll. Mm -hmm. This poll has a 5 percent margin of error, which means that since Sessions and Tuberville are within about three percentage points of each other, they are within the margin of error. So it's a pretty tight race. Right. Which means (laughs) so the margin of error means it could go like that where these polling numbers are, pe- these candidates could be five above or five below mm-hmm. what the number is that they gave. So because Sessions and Tuberville are within five points of each other, you know, Sessions could go down five points and Tuberville could go up or, you know, so right. Tuberville could essentially be above Sessions in some cases. Right. Like the reason for that is just that's just how polls work. They yeah. Every poll has a margin of error. Mm-hmm. So because they're not 100. Per- you can't be 100. Right. And like they're, they're pretty certain. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's just essentially as if they're wrong. Yeah. Can't get mad. <laughs> I would like to point out for those of you in case you don't remember or something, uh, Judge Roy Moore ran against Doug Jones in the special election in December 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we gathered, uh, Doug Jones is the incumbent, which means he won the race. Right. Um, but Judge Roy Moore has decided to run again. So, you know, that's really all the big things going on in this election. And we know who's in it. So now you you might be wondering, how do I participate? Well, vote. (laughs) Simple, but true. Right. In order to vote, you have to pre-register 14 days in advance. So sadly, for the primary on March 3rd, this date has already passed. Um, In addition, you should know that there is no early voting in Alabama. Um, Polls are open on the 3rd from 7 a.m., to 7 p.m. So make sure that you go to your polling place by then. And in order to find your polling place, um, you can go to the Secretary of State's website and they have a little thing. You type it in and it'll tell you where to vote. And there's lots of um, resources in terms of like transportation to the polls. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's always public transportation if your city offers that. Um, There's also uh, Uber and uh, Lyft and stuff a lot of times offer discount codes and stuff like that for transportation to and from the polls. And there's also a lot of um, a lot of times there uh, check your specific community um, that will off. But a lot of times communities will offer some type of system or service that even if it's just like a call Susie because she said she's willing to drive people to the polls (laughs) and you know so I definitely always look around for that type of stuff that it's out there always look out for the Susies in the world yes exactly protect the Susies (laughs) (laughs) well that's about it for today we hope all of our listeners learned a little bit more about uh, the upcoming election and don't forget to vote this Tuesday yeah you know it's it's an important election and you know every every election is important Really, so um, yeah, make sure to get out there on March 3rd and cast your vote. At the next city council meeting, members will vote on an ordinance to raise the mayor's salary and the city council member's salary. If approved, these would take effect with the next council in 2022. 
Also coming up is the Auburn 2040 plan. Uh, an announcement was recently made about how you can get involved in that. Uh, basically, there's going to be several different groups and committees, and you just have to sign up for what you're interested in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you can check out um, our website as well as the city's website for more information about uh, where to sign up and how to sign right. up to help with that. And, of course, the primary mm-hmm. is Tuesday. <laughs> so, also big news. <laughs> right. And, you know, the Plainsman will be covering the primary and the Plainsman is always right there for you, getting you all the information you need. And you can pick up a print copy of the Plainsman Thursday mornings or visit theplainsman.com for 24-7 news coverage. We'd like to thank Weagle for allowing us to borrow their studio. You can find our podcast and other Plainsman podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. I'm Elizabeth Hurley. And I'm Evan Meelins. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe to the Auburn Plainsman's podcast network. Join us next week for the next episode of Public Hearing.